Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, Talk and Power podcast episode 108. And I'm here with Todd Brinkworth. And we've got a new guest in the studio. It's not really a guest. We need to exp- I need to explain myself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm Nick DeCembury. You're listening to the Talk and Power podcast on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive, and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, uh, Podbean, and wherever you get uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. What's the website, Nick? I've had many people ask me. What's Talk, the web- talkandpower.com.au. How do you spell it? T o r q u e n p o w E R. Thank you. Com.au. There you go. Do people ask you how to spell? Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess is they probably think it's and. One of them was my sister. Hello to my sister. Should be listening now. After I told her about fourteen times. Tracy, isn't it? Yeah. Hello, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for at least your sister listens. I don't think my sister's ever listened to one episode. Well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Never. Not once. <laughs> Hey, we've got Brendan Franklin here. Now, Brendan's, um, he's been on the podcast before and uh, we thought we'd get him in. He's going to be a, um, a kind of a permanent um, contributor to the podcast. So yeah. tell us, Brendan, before we get too in-depth with the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you, you have a, a media company called Because Race Car. Yeah, that's correct. So I've had that for a few years now. So videography and that sort of thing. Um, spend a fair bit of time down the drags capturing as much as I can down there. Uh, I've ducked out to do a bit of the Target stuff and the Shannon's Car Show as well, so trying to get get out and about as much as I can and keep the content, local content coming. It's a very important thing that you do and uh, the, the quality of the video that you put out there is, is second to none. It's, re- it's really good stuff that you do. But tell us, tell for the individual that's listening right now, tell us how much work goes into, let's just say for argument's sake, the last meet at the Drags on the 27th of March, I think it was. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that event, how much work goes into, not just the whole day that you're there. Let's just say it's 12 hours you're down there, yep. roughly, yep. give or take. Yeah, easily, yeah. Yep, and then you go home, how many hours go into it afterwards? If we took last week, last round, um, I ran three cars so i had two of the radial cars and another car which i haven't put a video up yet um so the whole day was spent doing that when i get home um i've got three separate videos plus the you know generic round video so it pretty much on a good day would burn the whole day um uploading videos um you know to be honest the the most amount of time that I spend is either picking music because it makes a big difference depending on what soundtrack you put behind you know these these videos, um, and then lining up you know the, the real cinema. How, how do you say it? Cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah, like being very very particular and you know with the slow motions and that sort of stuff, but lining it up to the music so it's it's quite precise. If it was you know just a bit of music and throw a few clips together, I'm sure it'd be a lot better, but um, and a lot quicker, sorry, but the you know the time I put into it, I think the end result is is how I want it, you know, to come out. So I still haven't finished the, vi- the all the video from from last round. I've still got um, one of the other cars I did to to put all together. But if I had a good run, I reckon it'd, yeah, it'd be a solid solid day with no hmm. breaks to yeah. get it out. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of work, a lot of work behind the scenes, 
Um, even on the day, it's, you know, I try and be as efficient as I can. So my, you know, my pockets are full of batteries for the cameras, so I can quickly swap them out. Um, but yeah, the whole day spent running around chasing cars and hmm. yeah, trying, to, trying to keep on top of it. Tell us a little bit about yourself as well. I know you're new father. New father, so that yeah. takes that it's, takes yeah. a lot of your time as well. It's been great, yeah. and and also you've got your Monaro running after yep, did. fifteen years. Yeah. I think it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty close to that. Yeah, so the whole new dad thing is pretty pretty exciting. I'm actually really enjoying it. I had a, a fair bit of time off for that. Um, I've only just gone back last week, and then in the last two weeks of that time off, decided it was sort of a. I, I saw the the cruise um, for the steel bumpers pop up. Um, closer you know towards the start of the leave but for whatever reason i didn't really think that i'd get my car going but the last two two weeks of that leave i thought you know what we're gonna give it a red hot go at getting it going so actually used pretty much the last two weeks flat out of that time off to to get the hz going so it's going yeah we made the cruise <laughs> we didn't break down we had a bit of a hiccup the night before i saw that but <laughs> yeah. yeah but um we made the cruise and yeah it was awesome getting the car out it was it was actually yeah like like it you know it felt how i used to feel driving at 15 whatever mm. a long time ago yeah um getting back in it was like i'd never never got out so it was awesome really enjoyed it no well congratulations on the birth of your baby boy you. and also you know congratulations on because race car really going places now yeah, and uh, look and we really appreciate you joining us on the no podcast problem. it's great to have you here awesome um too. for those that are listening tom and unable to make it tonight he's not feeling the best so um brendan wasn't actually a fill-in for simon he's actually <laughs> we had organized brendan to come in regardless of yeah. of simon's absentee or whether he could make it or not so really appreciate you yeah no you probably you know you're more than welcome to come to every episode but you know we'll try and get you along when you can and 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 just basically give us your lens on drag racing the radial scene but i don't i don't want to I think you've done a lot of work, as you mentioned before, Targa as well. And I know you and Todd bring a Targa lens to the podcast as well, which I've never really had. And um, it's attracted a lot more listeners to our podcast. So nice. I really it's appreciate good. it. Yeah. No, so not really appreciate that. Hey, um, talking of um, drag racing and radials in particular, um, Drag Challenge. I think it was a record this year, sold out in six minutes. Can you believe it? Six hours or six minutes? Sorry, six hours. Sorry, yeah. six hours. Sorry, sorry. See, I read the notes for once. <laughs> <laughs> now, my apologies. It was. Uh, can you believe it? It was sold out in six hours. That's so. still a fair effort, though. Oh, it's like, amazing. It's amazing. I, we, we've been talking about it off-air a little mm. bit and hinting at maybe doing something and... Gone. Bang, gone. And, I mean, shout out to the boys. Obviously, people are crying out for an event. Oh, look, I put it in the notes for more than one reason. Look, we've done a lot of work with guys at Street yeah. Machine, so it's a bit of a plug for them, and congratulations to them. The other reason why I put it in there was for that exact reason what you just said then. It's it's something that, that the people of Australia, and even Western Australia, I guess, are really earning for, aren't they? Yeah. And it, it, this is back to grassroots drag racing, and really grassroots motorsport, really, in, in general. This is a... a, a Die, it can be die your own handicap as well, yep. or heads, whatever, whatever it may be. It's um, th- this is grassroots. It's at the entry level of 
of drag racing. Now, some of these cars aren't entry-level cars, I must admit, no. but but still, the core of it and the camaraderie between these guys is core, the, the foundations of grassroots racing. And uh, it raises a number of questions for me is that I think you, you're right, we're earning for, for this sort of yep. event, not just in Victoria, this one's in Victoria, perhaps nationally. Yes, you took the words out of my mouth. Yep. I was about to say uh, something in WA would be great of this lineup um, for various reasons. It probably won't happen right now. No, look, I mean, in, in Western Australia, I've already spoken with Simon about this numerous times. I think in Western Australia, we could have something where where people are... You don't necessarily need to travel from a track to a track. It could be you have it at, 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 the, at the motorplex and then one day they do a drive. No, actually, we spoke with Luke Newhoff on, the, on an oh, episode. That's right, yeah. yeah, you drive out to Jinjin, for that's an example. Yeah. Or Bindoon for the day, and then they have, to, they have to do a return trip back to the motorplex and compete yeah. that night. A, an event like that. I mean, these are just ideas that, that are out in the ether at the moment. But yeah. I, I just thought it's, you know, six hours certainly tells me something. Exactly. And I was about, also about to add, we've had some of the drivers of previous Drag Challengers on the podcast. Um, go back, have a listen to those. Some great characters. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see it myself. But uh, yeah, definitely something needed. Brendan probably actually dropped time in on this. Probably something you'd like to see as well. And I'd love to go. Yeah, go and experience yeah, it. Definitely. Um, I think even a few of the big hitters missed out this year. It was that quick. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I know, and I know some West Australians attend the event as well. I know uh, Jay Jeffries, or the Jeffrey brothers, sorry, they 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 have attended it in the past. Lorenzo Galotto and his crew have done it in the past as well. Uh, John Ferroni uh, has actually done the US version. Yeah, uh, he's done that uh, uh, multiple multiple times. So I, I just think you know, even in Western Australia, we've already I just named four guys yeah. there alone. <laughs> that are prepared to travel. <laughs> I mean, John Ferroni's gone to the other side of the world to do it. Yeah. And these guys have travelled to the other side of Australia to do it. I'm sure there would be an abundance of cars that are that are capable. And I know even regional areas such as Carnarvon, they have raced on the, uh, the airstrip there before. And yeah. I know the people up in Carnarvon are pretty keen to have an event up there as well. So anyway, that's just, it's all, it's all, it's all up in the air at the moment. Just putting it out there, as they yeah. say. <laughs> I mean, while we're in this sort of area as well, um, some drag racing people don't like this word I'm about to say, but shout out to our good friends at Race Wars. They made a small announcement. It will be back next year. I think it's a really narrow-minded view, that one, Todd, that you think that the I'm people in drag racing don't like. I'm being honest. No. I have had a little bit of flack from a few people, that's all. Maybe it's just me. No, I don't think that's the case. But I am. we all know that I'm 100% behind Race Wars. Um, shout out to the, the people involved. Yeah. yeah. And, so uh, Jamie Paolucci and Jonathan Murray, yes. just to name two. And, um, yeah, there was a small announcement. It uh, should be back next year. And Not I'll, should be. I think that it yeah, is, it's locked in. It's they done. haven't narrowed down a weekend, I believe. No. But looking forward to that. I mean, again, I've want... already heard people that are building cars for it. Mm. Like, I heard the announcement a week ago, and like, oh, that's it, back on building a car. Yeah. Sorry. Give them some suggestions for dates. <laughs> Try and I'd... shift it from the Western Nationals weekend. No, actually, it will be, oh, again, rumour. <laughs> and so, Sorry, Pellucci and John, if you're listening. Um, July. It won't be the tra- okay. tra- traditional weekend. Okay. July in Albany. Different. 
Yeah. July in Albany. Maybe. It just, it's just July in Albany. I know. Hey, I've been in Albany in, in July and it snowed. So anyway. July in Albany. Yeah. I know. Just repeating what I've heard. Okay. What was listed. But anyway, that's uh, it. Look, look, look. I really like. We've had, we've had, uh, we've had Jamie on the podcast twice yeah. now. And Jonathan Murray, we've chatted with him numerous times. Great guy. Uh, it is a it's a huge event, and what it does in the the town of Albany as well is is unparalleled. Yeah, it's it really is, and uh, we'd really like to see that event um, grow year on year. Um, I will reiterate what Brendan just said. Please, can we move <laughs> it away from the Western well, Nationals weekend? Apparently, that weekend is now the Tiger weekend. Very interesting. Which still sucks for people that wants to go see the Western Nationals, like myself, believe it or not. Yep. But we'll see what next year brings. <laughs> we can't. We won't jump. We won't count our chickens before they've hatched, because as you know, the world that we're living in at the moment it changes day to day. So oh, yeah, yep. the, the wind blows the wrong way, and we're all locked down. We're all, we are. We're all locked down. Hey, look, on that note, we're going to take a short break here. We'll be back with plenty more. We got, we're going to talk the Bathurst six-hour after this. I know, Todd, you're pretty excited about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, says me as I'm twisting his arm behind his back. So, yeah, we're going to talk uh, Bathurst six-hour after this. Uh, we've got some latest car news coming up. I'm going to talk and uh, Sweet 16 as well. So we've got plenty to chat about right after the break. Alright, Talking Power Podcast, episode 108, and you're joined by Nick DeCembury, Todd Brinkworth, and Brendan Franklin on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive, and uh, podcasting on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts from, or YouTube as well. A shout out to the guys. I actually went to a station meeting the other day, had a had a, a discussion with the had a meeting there, and you know the guys at the radio station doing some really great stuff. They've un, they've launched some new technology. I don't know if you've heard. I have. I read the newsletter that we get all the time. Thank you. So yeah, some new technology where you can go on your Android device and say basically, "Hey, eighty-eight point five FM, how are you?" And the message will get sent directly to the radio station and. You know, you can request a song, perhaps, for Jimmy yeah. Will Rock You, or um, Graham. Yes. In the afternoons. Yeah. He has one of the best voices on radio, oh, Graham. He does. He's a magnificent voice. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Hey, um, want to chat? Want to chat? Um, some news. Bathurst six hour. What? What did you? Did you guys catch the race? I saw about 10 minutes of the six hours. This is going to be a long segment then. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan? No, I didn't. No, okay. That's all right. Look, I mean, I, I wanted to... This is a, the first thing I wanted to say, not so much about the race. I don't want to get stuck into detail about the, the actual race itself. It was more about the event and the media coverage it got. So this is an ARG race, Australian Racing Group, owned by, well, partly owned by um, James Warburton. Um, it was a no-brainer that it got prime time on TV, yeah. Channel 7. Now, did you find it interesting? Now, this does happen from time to time. I'm not saying this happened because of this event. But I found it interesting that the Dockers versus Carlton game, even though it was on the Eastern Seaboard at Etihad Stadium, yep. sorry, at Marvel Stadium, that that game was still delayed into Perth 
generally speaking, when one of the West Australian teams are playing away, that game is fed live. Now, not always, but yeah. generally speaking, that game was delayed by almost three hours, and I can't help but think it was to honour this 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 that what they had committed to the Bathurst six hour. See, I didn't notice because I don't really play the football, so I didn't really notice. But well, let me tell you, a lot of West Australians noticed. That's not good. Because <laughs> I'll get upset. So, but um. Okay, I mean, yeah, I under, if you're a footy, yeah. I'm a footy fan too. Yeah, I mean, and had it been the other way around, if it was the Eagles, I'd, I'd I probably still wouldn't care, but because my passion is for motorsport. But yeah, but I found that interesting that Channel Seven. Now a lot of people told me, oh no, nah, it was a Foxtel game anyway, so Foxtel had the rights to it. Uh, yeah, and that's well. so. But I can't help but think that that was delayed because of their commitment to the six hour. Yeah, well, but then the Foxtel angle makes sense as well. Yep, yep. Right, but, I mean, overall, though, from what I did see, I did see more than 10 minutes, but it was pretty good coverage. Um, but, yeah. 15,000 people over three days. It Which, didn't look good on TV. The yeah. crowd didn't look great on TV, I'll be honest. But still, 15,000 people over three days, you know, average that out at 5,000 people a day. Yeah. I think that's pretty... You have to remember, we're talking Easter weekend here as well. And they... They nearly cancelled the whole event because of a lockdown. Mm, well, yes. Funny enough, we were talking about five minutes ago. That's um, right. That's a good effort. And especially, I mean, I don't... People maybe do realise, but also people probably don't realise. Bathurst is a three-hour drive from Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's three and a half hours, or give or take, from Canberra. It's not down the road. So you have to make the effort to get out there as well. And, yep. yeah, that, that's... To, you know, 15,000 people over three days that made the pilgrimage, so to speak. I think it's pretty good. It's a good effort. Yep. So, look, I talk with a lot of people that don't know a lot about motorsport. So a lot of people say to me, hey, what do you think of... A lot of people, you know, a lot of people ask me, what do you think of the supercars? And I say, well, I love it. I love the supercars. But they said, but it's not like the old days. And I said, no, it's not. It's not like the old days. I agree. They said they need to go back to the old days where they had cars out of the factory yep. racing each other. Well, here's a newsflash, everyone. That's what this was. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what this was. So this, this, this was a um, Motorsport Australia Group 3E series production car regulations. Yep. So these cars, do you know much about the Group 3E? What? bits and pieces but I wouldn't say I'm an expert like, so, I would, I'd go ask Denver if I wanted to know about it so but, in, in short we'd, we should ask Denver because I'm no expert <laughs> on it either but in short there's a list of cars probably yay long yeah and if you're listening to us on the radio that makes no sense no. Nick's holding his hands <laughs> out that are, I don't know a metre long anyway there's a list of cars <laughs> this long and basically you have um, in there they had uh, uh, Group X yep which is what these four cars here fell into yep then there was group a1 group a2 group c anyway you'll you'll have to forgive me i don't recall what they all were and in those groups you have different cars naturally aspirated turbo uh minimum weights not all cars had minimum weights yeah interestingly enough todd interestingly enough i digress a little bit here evo (laughs) evo 5 minimum weight 1200 no boost but you've got to run factory engine and factory turbo. 
No good? What do you mean, as in no boost, like factory boost? No boost limits, sorry. Oh, no, no, no boost, Send it sorry. to the moon. <laughs> no boost, no boost limit. Yeah. But factory turbo. Yeah, easy, easy done. All right, and minimum weight of 1,200. Yeah. And you've got to last six hours, of course. Yeah. I found that interesting as well. That were, that was that fun. was one that stuck out to me because the other Evos had to carry more weight, but the Evo Five, for whatever reason, twelve hundred. Yeah, and twenty or three twenty-ish pound on a stock turbo. <laughs> interesting, you say twenty pound. You just pulled a number out there. The Group X cars, they were the only cars that did have a boost limits. So yeah. the BMW M3. Um, Jeez, I can't even read that. But that's the M3. 1.5 bar, 1.45 bar. No, no, I can read that. I can't oh. read what... And the Golf, VW Golf... Uh, 7.5. 7.5. So they all had to run an 18 PSI or 21 PSI pounds, sorry. So interesting, but I found... But I found also, I had a, I had to chuckle with the FPV GT. That thing came in at a factory like 19, almost 1,900 kilograms. Yeah. That had a minimal weight of 1,700. That was actually the heaviest car on the track. <laughs> yeah. So I found that quite interesting. But anyway, so you have these factory cars all running around with some with minimum weights and basically unrestricted boost, except for these four here. Um, here's a news flash for everyone. This is what you asked for. This is production car racing. Yeah. And this is exactly what I feel needs a little bit more promotion what i liked about this event was you would argue that these cars weren't the premier cars on the weekend no you would argue that the tcr cars were the 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 fastest or the 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 star of the show i guess you would say yep but i like the fact that they turned it around and turned it into a six-hour production car race where they made these production cars out of the factory that the stars of the show and you had this infiltration of a number of v8 supercar drivers in there that i can't help but think were strategically placed some of them can we touch on one thing i didn't see the end but i know who won i saw the end so svg yeah now something about a triple crown or something he's now gone and done correct which (laughs) he's done it over two or three years or something am i, am I wrong or yeah no that's correct oh okay there you go i did see i did pay attention yeah but paul morris has done the same thing he's not the first to do it paul morris has done it before. so what's the triple crown well the triple crown is the bathurst six hour yeah the bathurst 12 hour yep. and the bathurst 1000 okay that's yep that's the triple crown out yeah yeah cool <laughs> so i i don't i don't yeah he's the second driver to do it paul morris has done it before um, speaking of SVG, I know Simon and myself, because he's a Holden guy, you know, I like to rib him a little bit, but he drove the wheels off that car. He did. And I have to be honest with you, with respect to his co-drivers, they weren't anywhere near as talented as what he was. He got in that car. They, they didn't deliver him a great car. They were dropping in positions. They were nowhere near as fast as he was. And the five-second penalty... A lot of people said it was because of SVG. That five-second penalty in that picture there that you can see there, that wasn't Shane Van Gisbergen driving. That was actually one of the co-drivers <laughs> yeah. driving. So he's done the overlap there. You can see he's only overlapped by a little bit on the restart. Yeah, That's not acceptable. So then he got handed a five-second penalty, but SVG had to make sure he had to win by more yeah. than five seconds, and he did that. He did a magnificent job. He got that car and was just able to shit 
seconds off the lap time compared to the other two co-drivers. I thought he did a magnificent job. Now, again, I think, on this podcast once or twice, um, when I was at the 12-hour a couple of years ago, he was one of the drivers that would go on top of the hill on the weekend and watch the support races, not to necessarily spectate, but see what the track's doing. He would then go watch his drivers, his co-drivers, during practice to see what the car was doing through the top of the hill so he had an idea of what was happening. Mm. And I think that's pretty awesome. Like He goes, stands up there, and really nice guy. I went to talk to him, and he goes, I can give you a minute, I'm watching the car. You know what? Cool. Car comes by. He goes, oh, yeah, makes some notes in his head. Then goes, how you going? Shakes your hand. That's the extra bit that you do. Yeah. You see how your car's going from the outside. Mm. So... Yeah, oh, look, I mean, I think he did a magnificent job. And uh, look, and I think the event has, has some legs. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, it was Easter Day, but I, I managed to watch, you know, I watched pretty much the whole race from start to end. But um, I thought, you know, uh, he did a magnificent drive. I um, just want to touch base, TCR. We're seeing the, what's that rule called? The, what do they call it now? I've lost it. The automatic compensation weight formula. Sorry. So we've seen the Hyundai I, I, um, 30s cop 40 kilos, some of them. So yeah. that's based. Now, that's based on their previous race. Now, I don't know. Denver will be able to tell us as well. Yep. I do not know <laughs> if it was based on their previous race at Phillip Island or if it was based on an international previous race no tell you the truth it the the that ruling can come in from an international race so it's a tcr but i don't know because they didn't do that well at their previous race so i'm i'm suggesting that 40 kilograms nathan morcom has copped 40 kilograms for bathurst and it really hurt him because he was you know some in some sectors they were a second down on the other cars so but we were likely to see that 40 kilos come into fray for another race for some of the other vehicles. Yeah. They haven't said yet, but it was interesting that Hyundai left the race uh, basically saying they probably won't go back later in the year. Wow, yeah. So we're talking about the Bathurst International that's on later on in yeah. November. They're unlikely. If, if they have to carry this 40 kilograms around a Bathurst, they're unlikely to compete. Yeah, it's Which is not, not, not good for the sport. No. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really looked into that whole weight thing. I just... I know who and I were almost unstoppable, or not last year, the year before. And they they are, were, yeah. That was they a... are technically on a newer and improved chassis with the race cars now. Mm. But also Volkswagen has stepped up as well as Audi and whoever else, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll have to watch that space. And like I said, the, the event was a great event. Um, I didn't see any of the other support categories, unfortunately. I missed the GT race. But again, that was all reports that was... Um, Pretty cracking race as well. Yeah, so, I saw a bit of that one, a little tiny bit. So that was pretty good. So, so these guys obviously ARG are going somewhere. I mean, the prime prime time on on the Seven Network. And did you find it interesting? David Reynolds was doing special commentary as well. Yeah, and reporting as well. Didn't we actually say this on the podcast last year? That, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first again Kerry Kerry Stokes must have been listening (laughs) or James James was listening yeah it's interesting as I said he's part owner he's not full owner of ARG but he's a part owner and it's a no-brainer for him to to give it a prime time on on his network yeah exactly so 
All right, well, look, on that note, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to be back with more from Todd. He's got, he's got a rant lined up. So don't, don't hype it up too much, but, you know. And I know nothing about it. So we'll hear from Todd's rant right after this break. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 108. We're here with Todd Brinkworth, Brendan Franklin, and I am Nick DeCembri on 88.5 FM, where the valley comes alive, and podcasting through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and www.talkingpower.com.au. Do I have to spell it again? No. No. Bloody yeah. With, with an end. <laughs> yeah, just with an end. <laughs> and on YouTube as well. You can catch us on YouTube. And if you'd like, if you'd like to be notified when a podcast comes out, let us know. Drop, go to our website, and there's a that you can subscribe to our newsletter there, and you'll be notified every time a podcast comes out, and you can you can listen to all of our thoughts. All right, Todd. In the latest, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll lead you into your rant. Say, I'm, yeah, lead me into this one. I'm going to lead <laughs> lead you in. We probably haven't done him justice, have we, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Now, please explain to me. There's a record. There's a story going around. There's gonna. They're expecting to get three hundred and thirty thousand for an R32 Nissan GDR. Now, can you tell us a bit about what makes this one of four hundred? Uh, Tommy Kiara. Tommy is that how you say? It? I Tommy. think so. I'm not. You know what? I did do my homework. No one can actually get the pronunciation or agree on the Tommy. The how you say the second one? Tommy Kiara. But so it's one of four hundred. Why why three hundred and thirty thousand dollars for this R thirty two? It is rare. Don't get me wrong. Um, and again, people like Denver. He's got a lot of shouts out tonight so far. Will probably uh, scream blue murder at me for saying this. Well, it's a body kit and a bit of work from a factory, from a dude that used to build Mercedes. All right. Yeah, it's rare, but. So is like a car that Brendan owns. So is a car that you own. All right. My, my car wasn't a Gran Turismo. I'm pretty sure yeah. that one was. That's, but that actually, thank you. You actually led into a question I was going to throw at you. So thanks, Brendan. We didn't. Um, it, what makes it a bit special is it was in a game called Gran Turismo back on PlayStation One and PS Two days, and a lot of fans never had heard of Tommy Carrera as a tuning house until Gran Turismo. Yep. And now it's the... I actually think there's a bit of fear of missing out and that's why the price is going to be so high. But what's going to happen is, and this is where my rant comes in, some collector idiot's going to buy it, stick it in a shed and it's never going to be seen again. Maybe not ask $330,000 for cars like these. Make them affordable and drive the freaking things, people. The same things are happening with HSVs right now. I'm looking at Brendan as I say this. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, even my Evo 5. Like today, I actually had the thought that someone offered me a large suitcase full of money for it. Do I stop driving it? Like, it's worth that much money. But to go back two steps, the Tommy Carrera gets a green engine cover, a fancy speedo, a fancy front bar, a little bit of fettling under the bonnet, makes a bit more power than stock, and that's... a about it it's quite possible it's quite 
Now, I should I should step in here. I may have, <laughs> I may have led you incorrectly here. Yes. It is quite possible that they are in the best interest of the seller here, working or collaborating, working together to jack the price of the vehicle up. Yes. Because the seller, I believe, is advertising the car on, on a sister website. Don't get me wrong, though. If I had, I wouldn't say 330, if I had a spare couple of hundred, I'd probably go make an offer. I wouldn't get accepted, but I'd probably go make an offer. If you actually want to see insanity for Japanese cars, a midnight purple R34 GTR and or the GTR Z tune. There was one in Perth of a... Now, I get this wrong. It wasn't a Z tune, but it was... It was a pretty special 34 GTR. Originally costing the $100,000 mark for the owner. Was valued at $500,000. Right? Um, it had an incident. They literally had to wait almost 12 months to get parts for it because Nismo in Japan had to verify it was actually a true car and a whole bunch of other stuff. And as someone said to me, they had to order the unicorn paint from the unicorn factory to make sure it stayed a unicorn. Again, what's the point? This is a 34 year old. Yeah, 34. To. So. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, as I said, I. Good on them, and they'll probably get the money. I'm not knocking that. They'll get the money, but... But have we... I mean, I, I do say that... In, I say that in jest a little bit, but have we been led astray? It is a, it's, it's come from a website, that no, sister I, website advertises vehicles. Is it quite possible? No, no, it, it'll get the money. I guarantee okay. it. It'll get, it'll get the money. I actually read that site, and then I had a look around at some other stuff. They basically, the same company sold a 34 for 250000 a while ago. That was something special. They sold some limited edition um, oh, 30, other 32 GTR for, oh, an Australian delivered V-Spec. They sold for 180000 because they're pretty rare. So, look, people are paying the money. Yep. And I said that's part of my rant is people are paying the money. And actually, the other part that kept me up, kept me up last night Oh, sorry, Todd. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> like, again, people like myself, Brendan, even yourself, Nick, we all have collector cars, right? But we sort of probably paid good money for them when we could, right? Yep. If we sell them, we'll probably never own them again. No, you're right, I won't. Right? You're but right. Yep. what happens to all these people at the moment that aren't going on holidays, are just sitting at home, actually are fortunate enough to have a job, because there's many, still many people out of work, which our Australian government doesn't realise, like, COVID isn't gone, people, and there's still many people out of work. And thanks to a federal government again kicked out of their rental homes as of March 31st. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do if you overcommit on buying one of these cars? Yep. I, 12 months, I would put $50 on the table now. There'll be people overcommitting, trying to sell these cars for what they paid for them. And getting a very rude shock when people go, oh. I think that is going to happen. I think you're, <laughs> I think you're one hundred percent on the money there. I think we're going to see some cars go the other way. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate to say that, but I think yeah, you're you're right. Not just probably not overcommitted. I don't think too many people will overcommit, but I think they will overpay for vehicles, and you'll see a correction. I don't know when, but that's no. I think I people are going to overcommit, and then the problem is the repo man comes and grabs it. And if it's a certain deficit between what the, the bank is owed versus what the repo company 
get for it, it will sit in the storage mm. a lot of the time yep. and never be seen again. Now, again, that's a waste. Mm. So, but that's that's part of my rant. I had more, but I'll, I'll stop now. You can keep going. It's all no, right. no, I don't, have Simon. I don't have Simon here. I was actually going to wind up Simon, so I don't have Simon here to... You know, what what were you what were you going to say to him? Oh no, it's fine. Okay, I'm just. But anyway, Pete. Anyway, you know what? This is a shout out. If you want to buy a collector car at the moment, do your homework. Don't don't overpay for something. And if you can't afford it in twelve months, you can't afford it now. Mm. Yeah, agreed. That is my best advice. Agreed. Agreed. So. What what we're talking now? Speaking of, we don't we don't get paid by Shannon's. We don't have any commercial interest with Shannon's. We'd like to, actually, but we don't. We <laughs> yeah. don't at the moment. Not, not hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we just thought, we're talking of car values, and I just thought with their, they've got an auction coming up next week, and I just came across a couple of ones that caught my eye. But check that out. 1953 Norton. I reckon that's going to go somewhere between ten and $12,000. See, that is a little bit of money for an old bike, but from what I know about bikes, I would go pay 10 grand for that in a heartbeat. That's a beautiful bike. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's more. There's more. Sorry, I'm talking. I'm clicking here as well. Now, one of the these cars here, friend of ours, friend of us from the podcast, has got the spider version of this car here. Absolutely beautiful car. Check this out. For those playing at home, uh, it's a Fiat 124. This is a Fiat. Look at that. That is that a is beautiful nice. car. Right? Now, as I said, a friend of the podcast, he's got the Spider version. But look at that 124. They reckon $16,000. That's a steal. That is a steal. That is. Well, there's no guarantee. That's what. There's no reserve on that. But oh, they're so expecting no... that to go between twelve dollars and $16,000. There's no guarantee it will run all the time either. But hey. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> Now, these cars here come with a full description and also gives you the history as well, not of that particular vehicle, but of that particular make and model as well. Yeah. So this is the this particular 124 Spider, uh, keep saying Spider, 124 is an AC sports coupe. Beautiful car. Check that out. I mean, that is absolutely magnificent. Hey, are they the twin cam? Or am I... They will be, yes. So that, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that is beautiful car there. And there was, look, there was a couple of others, but... I'm going to leave that one. That was just a Porsche um, GT2 RS Coupe. Which I didn't I didn't quite get the price on that because you can actually go buy one brand new for, for pretty similar money. Well, not brand new, but... That's what I thought too. I didn't... Yeah. Unless it's something special. It could be... I, I didn't read that link to you, the truth. I read all the other links. That one I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but check this one out as well. There was actually a, a fake... A Mac One as well that caught my eye. Um, not Mac One, sorry, a Boss as well, Mustang Boss. They reckon I'll go for thirty grand. Check that out. That's oh, an yes, original Shelby Mustang, nineteen sixty-seven GT, three fifty fastback. Quarter of a million. Yeah, yeah. That's that's worth that. That's that's yeah, there. Is. That's there every day of the week. Yeah. Brendan doesn't look too impressed. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I just thought when we were, while we were chatting um, values on on certain vehicles, Shannon's, as I said, we don't get paid by Shannon's. We're, they're not a they're not a radio station. We're just bringing this as a interest motor and interest story. Oh, they know the market. Let's put it that way. They do. They certainly know the market, but we're not. 
We're not remunerated yeah. by Shannon's. <laughs> hey, while we're talking motorsport news, I'll just keep I'll just keep going here. Um, I don't know if you guys caught the news. This one I, caught, I actually caught on mainstream on mainstream news. Rob Zahabi from uh, Queensland um, built a Dodge Challenger 1970 Dodge Challenger. Well, I think it was a couple of years ago. Now that car actually won um, won the Barrett Barrett Jackson Cup. Now I'm going to say it like a an American Barrett Jackson Barrett Jackson Cup. Yeah. Now why do they say they don't say Barrett? They say Barrett Jackson. Tomato, tomato. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> that's the first person outside of the United States to win that that cup for that vehicle. So congratulations yeah. to him. That is an absolutely that's beautiful car. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, Havoc. Yeah. Absolutely magnificent car. I think he's got another one on the build at the moment as well. Quite nice. Mm. So yeah. So congratulations to him. I think that's a you know any any time an Aussie can take. Take home an award in the United States at Bear Jackson, <laughs> Barrett Jackson. I think that's an amazing story. So congratulations to yeah. him. Hey, on that note, we've got to take a short break here. We've got more, more, um, more news coming up right after this. All right, welcome back to Talk and Power Podcast, episode 108. We're here with Nick DeCembre, Todd Brinkworth, and Brendan Franklin on 88.5 FM and also podcasting on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud and wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, do you guys, I know you guys didn't catch it, it was pay-per-view. I, didn't, didn't, I only got to see the finals myself. Sweet 16, anyone get to see that at all? I saw a couple of videos go up. Yeah, me too. Sort of YouTube highlights, that's about it. Let's have a look here. I've got some video for you. The radial... Now, I was hoping Simon would be here tonight because we could share the euphoria of the radial world record <laughs> crashing <laughs> into the 40s. Yep. Into the 40s. So let's just have a look at that. Again, while you're loading that, didn't Simon suggest that this would happen very soon? No, I suggested it was going to happen about three events ago. And oh, they well, left me there you high. go. They left me high and dry, these guys. Anyway, Daniel Ferris has finally done it. Let's just have a listen here. <laughs> exciting but no that that's fast he's done a 49 now brendan have you seen the photo of the car going down the track there's a photo and the separation in the vehicle is absolute it looks like a it looks like a funny car like the body has lifted that far off from the from the um from the 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 diff it's it's incredible so daniel farris he will go down in the record books as being the first person into the 40s 340s 349 with an eight i believe um, absolutely congratulations to him it was a long time overdue um, also want to show you um, this is the final this is Stevie Fast Jackson up against Brad Edwards in the final now before I show you the final can I just tell you I've, we're big fans of Stevie Fast Jackson yeah. as you know but how cool is Brad Edwards he had some damage to the roof of his car in I think it was in the finals in the semi-final so he cut a square piece. If you see it in the notes, he cut a square piece <laughs> of tin 
off his transporter and replaced the roof with it just so he could get into the final. Fair effort. Now, if that's not cool, then I don't yeah, know what it is. Cool. He's cut. He's cut his transporter. That is a picture of him cutting a <laughs> side out of the transporter and he's fastened it to the roof, painted it and everything. So congratulations to Brad Edwards. This is the final in Radial versus World. Steve Fast Jackson against Brad Edwards. I'm going to have to go back to that. I'm going to have to go back to that. Anyway, while, we're, while I'm queuing that final up, this is another video I caught from the same race. Now, I don't know the commentator, his name. This is um, he's a new commentator. But just have a listen to this, this guy, his, his, uh, his enthusiasm. Ooh, my man, the right-hand side of Panama City, Florida Hot Rod, the split-level split window, 63 vet, 865 cubic inches, a rare Morrison horsepower, big country tune machine, Casey Bushmeyer. Here, we're going to get a little mop job there. Now, can you say that again? <laughs> Raise the bar for Richie. Okay. Wow. That. I have to watch that again. Hey, is he about to drop a new rap track or something, or what? Like, gee whiz. <laughs> let me let me just let me recue that again because I I actually love I, when I play when I played that last night to my kids they were absolutely on the floor. <laughs> Listen to this. Ooh, my man, the right-hand side of Panama City, Florida Hot Rod, the split-level split window, 63 vet, 865 cubic inches, a rare Morrison horsepower, big country tune machine, Casey Bushmeyer. Here, we're going to get a little mop job there. We're going to do a little mop job there. <laughs> now, Richie, we actually have Richie. We've got Richie coming on next week, so I'm going to play that for him. Is that is that hilarious or what? That, I, I couldn't watch the racing. I, I'd be on the floor. <laughs> but talk about into like, I mean I like that the lead into it anyway. Oh well, that's gonna that's maybe gonna actually... maybe need a few Millers or Budweisers in you to sort of watch the racing and it, maybe it slows it down a bit for you or something. I don't know. Let me go back to this final here. Let's see if we can get this happening. Why isn't that working? Bill Shore, big shout to him, of course, Jack Barbie standing behind it. Big shout to Billy Stockland, who's probably watching online right now. Can the luck continue for Brad Edwards? Can Brad Edwards put one of the most famous names in door slammer drag racing on He's the He's about to go right here in battle. Oh, look at the front end starting to come up. It's going to be Stevie Fast Jackson 3.614. So Stevie Fast yeah. takes home a sweet 16. So congratulations to him and, and his crew. So that's um, a magnificent effort there from, from him and his team. It's I also that, a fair effort when you run a 4.2 with a wheel stand over the eighth. Like that's... <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, yes. I, I, Brad Edwards, kudos to Brad Edwards. Like just getting the car into the final when you had to reskin your, your... So just think about that. He had to reskin his transporter just to get home that yeah. night. So I, I'd, I'd take my hat off to him. Hey, more motorsport news. The news this week, I just I came across World Series Sprint Cars Grand Final. We'll be at the Motorplex next year. Cannot wait for this. Yes. So for our Speedway listeners, we don't have many of them because we don't talk enough Speedway. We don't go anywhere near enough Speedway, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't get to go down there much. If I no. went down there a bit, bit more, I'd probably talk about but it. But we need to. We need to. We need to be down there for this. This is going to be a huge event. Yes. World Series Grand Final. Final speed uh, sprint cars will be happening at the Motorplex on the 18th and 19th of February 2022. More information will be made available in the days to come. So, 
Um, congratulations to everyone that worked on getting that across the line. I think that's a magnificent effort and um, yeah, hats off to, to everyone that made that happen. I think that's spectacular and great for Speedway. Speedway's actually got some really good numbers in there at the moment, haven't they? Yes, they do. Um, a few of my friends go a fair bit, actually. And I, you know, I just either forget or have something on every weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good it's a good watch. Yeah. Again, like, look at, well, a lot of people think that drag racing is just a car going straight. It's not. You guys will testify to that. And Speedway isn't just about going around the circle. No, like, no, There nah. is an art to what they do and, like, the tech, like the actual tech they put in those cars is insane. Mm. Even all the support categories, like the things with wings, they're mint. Mm. But the super sedans, the even the entry level saloon or sedans, it's great to see these cars just like going around the circle, biffing each other. Yeah. On mud. Mm. What more do you want? Mm. <laughs> do you get down there much, Brendan, for the speed? Uh, well, it's more—it's my weekend off. Yeah, it's been the weekend, you know, the previous one. But we have been down, you know, on the odd occasion. Yeah, not lately, but yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, it is great. Oh, I think they've done a magnificent job. Yeah. Did anyone get to the monster trucks at all? Um, some friends of mine did, and mm. reckons it was not a bad event. Okay. Uh, it did rain a tiny bit, though. Apparently. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I didn't know myself, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently, that actually added to the fun because a bit of wet churned up the mud and the grass and whatever else yeah sorry but, I did know it rained I was at the footy I was well, at the and um, Port game it was raining there but um, yeah apparently it was a good uh, again good event down at the Plex um, they had a big crowd from what I understood mm. I know a lot of people that went and I think if you weren't away down south with 50,000 other people you were at the footy or monster trucks yeah most definitely most definitely yeah, no, so, um, yeah, congratulations to them that worked on getting that across the line. Um, just want to quickly chat. Oh, have we got time? Well, I think we've got to go to a commercial break shortly. Um, yes, we will. We'll go to a commercial break here, and we'll be back with more news right after this. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 108. I'm Nick DiCembri, here with Todd Brinkworth and Brendan Franklin. Simon Gonzo Travellini called in sick for this episode, so... Haven't seen his absentee note yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure he'll send one in. Hey, um, news this week. Um, well, it's not really news, but I mean, it's been out for a couple of weeks now. But the... Some pretty serious modifications happening at Albert Park for the Formula One. I'm looking forward to this. I am, and I'll tell you the truth. I, I, again, I read the notes and I had a laugh about this. I saw this on um, April 1st pop up. I thought it was an April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> you know, like I thought, oh, haha, well, they're going to what? They're going to redirect it into the river or they're going to do something funny. I looked at some photos and I went, oh, it's April Fool's Day. Good on you. Like, I, I couldn't wait to see the punchline. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I went, Oh, no, they're serious. They're making a new track. (laughs) (laughs) It's some extensive uh, changes here as well. It's not just those two corners that are... That corner there, that was terrible, that corner. Uh, What number is that? I can't read that. I should have brought my glasses with me, but that one there, Todd. I can't read the numbers. It's blacked out. (laughs) Anyway, whatever whatever number that that corner there is, I I hate that on on a PlayStation. That was a corner. (laughs) 
So I'm glad that's been remedied because yeah. it was if on. I shouldn't say that. If it was crap on PlayStation, imagine how bad it was in real life. Yeah. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to these changes that they're doing on um, for the Albert Park circuit. I think really looking forward to the race a bit later on in the year coming up. So um, it'll be it'll be great. Yeah, and also while we're there, while we're here, mm. um, if you have Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, F1 driven Drive to Survive. Drive to, yeah, thank you. Sorry, I did watch it. The latest season just came out. Series three. Oh, yeah. Did you binge it? Did you? A little bit. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I've only gotten through it season actually, one. I haven't just started season it, two. It made me like F1 again. Let's put it that way. What was not to like? Well, anyway, we'll, we'll go on. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Look, we'll have a we'll have a brief discussion here about Formula One now. I guess I'll get, we can we can um, we can talk Formula One now while we're here. Formula One from Bahrain was the opening round. Um, there we go. Lewis Hamilton just got the win. Yeah, that, that, that I did like. I got bagged out for saying the race was boring, but I must admit. No, the race wasn't boring. I don't think. I it gave was it three point five out of five. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a good race, and Max. Max took it to him. Yeah. Lewis baited him into passing him around the outside. There, he fell for that hook, line, and sinker. Wow. Um, yeah. Max, but he'll learn from that. He'll learn from that. He'll learn that Lewis did bait him into passing him on the outside and going off the track. Yeah. To do so, and then he had to give that spot back. I hope Lewis, uh, sorry, I hope Max learns that he doesn't need to relinquish the spot immediately. Yeah. Do it where it's convenient for you, Max. You have to do it within one lap. So you don't have to pull over like that (laughs) second. This is where I got confused. There was some new ruling about relinquishing places if you and all this, and it. It was interesting to watch, but also at the same time, I'm like, what are these guys doing? No, no. So what ha- the relinquishing of the spot has been around for many, many years. But what what had happened was that he the track limits changed mid-race. Yeah. The race started off with no track limits. And then midway through the race, I said, all right, we're bringing in track limits. So you've got to be mindful of your track limits. That's a bit silly. I don't, I don't quite agree with that. You, you can't expect the drivers to adjust their patterns midway through the race yeah so they applied a track limit midway through not ideal but that's what happened but the thing about max relinquishing he had to relinquish the spot because he'd passed lewis off, yeah. off off the track limit um but you don't need to do that immediately you need to do it within one lap do it where it's convenient for you go down the main straight back off Go off the line a little bit in the dirty stuff if you have to, but go do it convenient to you so that you can have another crack at him on the next corner. Yeah, he did it literally instantly, and then he lost his mojo or groove, and he was out of the groove, and he couldn't get back to Lewis till the last lap, and it was too late then. He couldn't get around Lewis, so I was disappointed. I think Max will learn from that. Yeah, um, and the track limit thing. I mean, seriously, you can't change midway through a race say, oh yeah we've got track limits now and this is what i don't like about circuits like bahrain um if you go off track it's just concrete and asphalt as far as the eye can see there's no sand there's no grass yeah. like you go to spa yeah you don't need to have track limits no because if you put a wheel off on the dirty stuff you're either hitting the wall or you're a legend yeah <laughs> one of the two yeah 
No, you're right. So, you know what I'm saying? Even Monza, think about it. You go to Monza, you put the wheel on the dirty stuff, you either come home a hero or you come home in the car comes home in bits and pieces. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think we need that, – that track is ridiculous. I mean, as I said, you can go off the corner and keep driving for another kilometre. And, and go into the car park and get Yeah, off, it's, get a, a it's asphalted and yeah. concreted the whole way. <laughs> so, oh, that, that makes for a safer race, yes, oh, no yeah. doubt. But it really takes the – and then you see this, okay, we're going to have to apply track limits now because everyone was taking the – I think it's funny. I think it's – P1 double five. Either Forza or – if maybe F1 it's one of those games on Xbox or PlayStation you, that track I just I hate it it's just it's technical it does make you a very good controller driver if that makes sense but it is just boring because yeah. you, you muck it up you end up in the concrete and you're in the car park and it's like eh whatever <laughs> so agreed you know. yeah nah certainly agree Hey, uh, we need to talk MotoGP as well while we're here. Um, we're gonna just we're gonna have a. Um, we've had two races, both yes. in Qatar. Uh, different results for one uh, for both. Sorry, we had Maverick Vinales on the Monster Energy win the first the opening race, and then Fabio Quartararo, legend, uh, win last night's race. It was really great to see. Uh, you know, changing you know, of, of results there. The interesting point I wanted to talk about. In MotoGP was not so much uh, who won the race. Mark Marquez, if you recall when he had his crash last year, they were talking about him coming back the the week after. Yep. Here we are now, you know, several months later. Yeah. There's still no sign of him. He's had no three way. operations in that time. Three operations. Yep. Hasn't healed the way they anticipated. Um. How far away is Mark Marquez is the question here. Is he coming back? I hate to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. The sport needs him back. As much as people Made, think that yeah. they don't need him back, we need him back. I guess it's a, it's a, it's a piece of string. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the good thing is other drivers are coming to the top. And again, you've seen the results. Like, I didn't see much the first round, but I watched the second round. I don't think I've yelled at a TV so much in my entire life. Like, just... Jack Miller and Johan... Yeah, just... Johan Mir. Balls to the wall, motorbike riding, and they're leaning them over sideways and out breaking... It just... But do you think Jack went too far? He... As much as I'm a fan, (laughs) yes. It was a bit aggressive, wasn't it? I mean, I know Johan's... Jones came in there pretty hot... And pushed and pushed Jack pretty wide, but his retaliation to that wasn't really. I mean, um, stewards took no action, but yeah, I, I must admit I watched the race thinking there's going to be action, uh, and I got to the end of the race and I went, okay, no, nothing, no action. At <laughs> it this was, stage. it was a bit, yeah, yeah you know. But our, our Aussie, you know, and look, we're all Aussie, and we we love Jack Miller, and yeah. <laughs> he's on a Ducati. What we, we, especially the Aussie Italians that I know, we we love him to death. But um, yeah, I don't know. Didn't look that great. His retaliation. Nah, it wasn't. It was a bit. 
How's your mother? How's your father? That's you know, Jones' like. move on him was fairly... Yeah. was aggressive, but we see that, you know, Mark Marquez has done that 101 yeah. times. Can you imagine if everyone retaliated at Mark Marquez in that manner? Yeah. Anyway, it's it's interesting. It's a great... It's a great... Um, it's a great series, and uh, it's 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 been interesting to watch the first two races back to back. I like the back to back. Do you guys like the back to back? It's growing on me. Like, yeah, yeah. I, it, think. I think it's you do two two rounds or two races at each venue. It's it's actually good data for you as well. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I think like so too. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. No doubt, we'll see more and more of that as as the year goes yeah. on. But before we finish up, we just we'll, we'll um, just touch base here. The three of us are heading down to Bunbury on the twenty sixth of um, April. Yes, for the first annual show at the Bunbury Geograph Motor Museum. Yes. So, if you follow us on Facebook, you would have seen that already. But if you're listening to us and you only listen to us, head on down to the Bunbury. Uh, Geograph Motor Museum, right in the heart of Bunbury. Right yes. in the heart. Well, you know when they said it was in Bunbury, I thought that's probably out. Yeah. You know, out the back there somewhere. No, no, it's... In the industrial area. It is in the heartbeat, right in the centre of Bunbury. Yeah. What a, and like, I must admit, I travel on the road a fair bit, but I don't get to Bunbury very much. And I was really impressed with, with Bunbury. It's changed a lot over the years. Yeah, and, yeah you said. I... Anyway, these guys are going to be closing off a whole block. Yeah. For for not just for us of course but well, yeah, yeah, for, for, yeah, for us. <laughs> we're going to be inside the we're going to be inside the museum that 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 day doing interviews so head on down there it's our yeah. first annual show it's a day after Anzac Day it's a Monday it's a public holiday you get to have the day off uh, the guys at Talking Power give you the day off we'll <laughs> catch up with us Brendan's going to be there as well. Um, Todd will be there. The three of us will be on the mics, yep. on the cameras, doing interviews. Come and say hello. Grab a sticker. Grab a pamphlet, whatever. Come and see the cars. We'll be inside. We're actually going to be inside the museum. So yes. we're really looking forward to it. And also, uh, shout out to Simon from Joy Drive, who will be down there. Simon will be down there as well. Doing his own thing. And yep. um, I was part of something he did a few weeks ago at Fremantle Prison. Tell us a bit about that. I was going to say, can I do it next time? Yeah, do it next time. Because actually, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't put the photos up yet, so okay. I want, I want right. to put the photos up. You know what? We've we've got a we've we, we do we we are running a bit tight of time as well. So, um, hey, Brendan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. But thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Looking forward to come back. Yeah. No, no worries. And uh, where can we catch? your your content uh because race cars so i've got facebook instagram and a shop so because racecarshop.com.au if you want some clothes sounds good yeah no, I'll, I'll or stickers yeah stickers there's some, some of the boot in my car <laughs> there you go so you can get a sticker as well down in bunbury if you yeah. come and join us down in bunbury yeah, i'll um, bring the bag down for you how's that sound yeah <laughs> That no, sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, thanks for joining us. Todd, thanks for coming. No thanks worries. for coming in as well. Uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time. All right, guys. Take care. Talking Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkingpower.com.au.